Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your exclusive insight into the inner workings of summer franchising's biggest brands via interviews with the industry's most notable names. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by FranchiseReorg.com, powered by Sumer Franchise Consulting and Ackerman, providing consulting and reorganization services to franchisors. Catherine Monson, CEO of Far Signs International, is arguably as recognizable as the global signage franchisor itself. With a four-decade career in the franchise industry, recognized by a whole host of awards and accolades, Monson has promoted the cause of ethical franchising through both her position as the head of Far Signs, as well as her work as chairwoman of the IFA, a role she entered in February of this year. Farsigns is just as prestigious, mind you, having won Global Franchise's Supreme Champion Award in 2019 and the Best Signage and Communications Franchise Accolade in this year's instalment. On this episode, we speak with Catherine about how Farsigns has persevered throughout COVID-19, the lessons learned from her trailblazing career, and what leading a brand from the front lines actually entails. Hiya, Catherine. How are you doing today? Well, Kieran, I am doing fantastic, and it's really an honor to be with you today. Oh, that's great to hear. No, thank you very much for um, for taking the time to speak with us today. It's really great to have you on. Um, if we could kind of start with a bit of a a bit of a retrospective, um, as I mentioned up top, you know, you've been in the industry for over forty years by this point, um, and initially, I believe, joined uh, the franchise industry through Sir Speedy Printing Centers back in nineteen eighty, and now, obviously, you're the CEO of Far Signs. Um, and I was just wondering what some of the the main lessons you kind of picked up along that journey were. Um, but subsequently to that, what led you to join Fast Signs back in uh, 2009 rather, um, and remain with the brand now for over a decade? Well, those are great questions, but I'm just going to have a little fun with you for a moment, Kieran. Women never like their age to be told. So when you, <laughs> when you say I've been involved for four decades, which is completely true, my 40th anniversary in franchising was last month. Unfortunately, that lets people know that I'm really, really old. But I, I had the wonderful blessing of starting a starting with a small franchising company, as you mentioned, mentioned Sir Speedy Printing Centers in 1980. At that time, there were below under 200 locations, and I got to be part of the team that grew it to over 850. And then, as we became multi-brand, I had the opportunity to lead other brands as well, and get involved in lots of different things. So I was with that organization for 28 years. I never thought to leave because I just had such a great time. I enjoyed what I did so thoroughly. One of the things that I really benefited from was that Don Lowe became the president of Sir Speedy uh, in April of 1981. So a little less than a year of my joining that company. And what I benefited from under Don Lowe's leadership was amazing mentoring. Don had uh, uh, well over a decade in franchising before he came to Sir Speedy. He was with Campgrounds of America. And he really taught me all of the best practices in franchising, the big focus on franchisee profitability, the real critical need to ensure that every model has strong economic viability, the importance of very strong franchisee, franchisor relationships, and all of the ways to accomplish that. And then really that important thing that you mentioned in the introduction, which I really appreciate about ethical franchising, 
I'm a huge believer that the franchisor must have high moral character and must focus on franchisee success. And that as a result of that, the franchisor is going to have great success. So that was, I had 28 years with that company, 27 of them under the leadership and mentorship of Don Lowe. I was not looking for a job when I got a call from Rourke Capital Group in the late summer of uh, 2008, Uh, but the uh, chairman, Neil Aronson said, Catherine, we think that you'd be a great CEO for one of our portfolio companies. And I laughed out loud and said, so tell me where it's located. I didn't even ask the brand because I was a California girl. I could never see myself leaving beautiful Southern California. And he mentioned Dallas and I said, there's not a chance in heaven, though I might not use the word heaven, (laughs) that I would ever move from beautiful Southern California to Dallas, Texas. And six months later, I was here, which really speaks to the outstanding opportunity to get my first CEO role, as well as to take an already well-established brand and take it to the next level. And so it has not been, I mean, I'm not going to to fib and say, I don't get calls from headhunters and other private equity firms all the time trying to uh, lure me away, but I am having the time of my life. We have put together an amazing team here. We're accomplishing great things. We have fantastic franchisees. Uh, We are outperforming all of our franchise competitors, significantly outperforming all of the independents in the marketplace. And I mean, I'm one of those people that loves to come to work every day or loves to work every day because there's a lot of remote working these days because of the pandemic. Uh, So I haven't for a moment thought about leaving um, Fast Signs in the 11 and a half years I've been here. It's been fantastic. So what I learned uh, from the mentorship and leadership of Don Lowe was certainly best practices in franchising. And then I also got to watch a very outstanding leader Uh, in him and try to model those behaviors. You know, I mean, I think that there are significant or important executive competencies that uh, any CEO needs to develop and master. And, you know, those include, you know, creating and maintaining a great culture and strategic focus, so important to drive for results, really important to build high-performing teams and then develop outstanding people really focus on strong interpersonal skills and emotional intelligence uh, and leading through personal excellence. And so I, I work to uh, improve myself on a regular basis. I'm regularly reading articles and books and listening to other leaders. And one of the real benefits of being uh, on the board of directors of the International Franchise Association and now chair is some of my best friends or fellow board members who if we're having business conversations, in a way, it's a mentoring, right? It's having a, a set of very successful associates that you can bounce business challenges off of. So it's been a, a fabulous uh, more than 20 years, we'll just say, even though it's been 40, and it has been a great 11 and a half years here at Fast Signs. Great. Well, thank you for providing us such a, um, a detailed ret- retrospective, and apologies for the, the social faux pas there. <laughs> You know I'm having fun with you, don't you, Kieran? You know I'm having fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, as you'd mentioned there, you uh, this year added another um, arrow to your quiver with the the chairwoman of the um, the IFA position, uh, which you entered kind of in a very strange time, I imagine, right around the start of the global pandemic back in March. 
Um, and I was curious what kind of your experience with that role has been like, but then also how you divide your time between being the CEO of this giant international franchise network while also working with the IFA? Uh, that is a great question. And, and jokingly, or maybe it's not jokingly, I'm going to say it's a good thing that I'm a workaholic. Right. And, you know, many years ago, many years ago, I was asked to uh, speak at a conference and, and it seemed like the conference was on work-life balance. And I said to the person who was asking if I would be a panelist or a speaker, I said, if you were looking for an example of work-life balance, I'm not the person. I love my career. I love what I do. That doesn't mean I don't have lots of friends. It doesn't mean I don't have a rewarding life. And his question was, at the end of the day, when you get home, how do you feel? And I said, energized and excited. He said, that's your work-life balance. So it's a good thing that I'm a, a workaholic. But, you know, Fast Signs International is, you know, clearly my full-time priority, mm. Um, but, you know, the, the IFA, even though it's a volunteer leadership position, there is no question that each of our volunteer leaders at the International Franchise Association are investing a lot more time in that volunteer leadership role than was ever imagined, because that's just what a pandemic demands, right? I mean, it's so important that we can pivot quickly and provide the support we need if we're talking about Fast Signs International, the leadership and guidance and new products and services to our franchisees, or if we're talking about the IFA, uh, great content, ed educational contact and webinars where we were doing three, four, and five webinars a week, bringing experts throughout franchising, whether they be franchisors, franchisees, or great suppliers, quickly getting as much information and knowledge to all of our members as we could to help everybody survive this crazy, insane time. So, I mean, it, it's not like I ever look at how do I actually spend my time. I just do what needs to be done. I think prioritization is key. Uh, and there are hours where um, the IFA will be the highest priority. Uh, there are far more hours where Fast Signs International is a higher priority. Uh, and there's a lot of juggling that goes on. Uh, but I don't uh, regret a second of it. But there is no question that uh, in my mind, when I had a vision for my chair year of the International Franchise Association, there was no question that it was not including a pandemic, right? I really wanted to focus on uh, really developing uh, in as many franchisors as I could those principles of franchising excellence. I wanted to reach out and, and build some very powerful and strong relationships with groups such as the Coalition of Franchisee Associations and got to get started on that and, and have continued to have some certainly improved conversations and relationships with the Coalition of Franchisee Associations. But the focus instead has been get through the pandemic, right? And um, I don't regret that. I think, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, you're given, leaders get the opportunity to lead, right? And uh, I'm doing my best every day to make a difference for everybody in Fast Signs International, but also everybody in franchising. Sure. And we've, um, we spoke to Robert Grisanti actually of the IFA on the podcast a while back now, kind of about some of the work they've been doing when it comes to government relations and also supporting the wider franchise network, as you said. Um, how involved have you been and what kind of things have you been involved with to support that wider network beyond Fast Signs through the, you know, the last few months of really uh, trying times? Well, you know, we have at the International Franchise Association just an amazing government relations team, you know, led by Matt Haller. Uh, the guy is brilliant, but he understands the importance of getting constituents on the phone or in person talking to um, 
elected leaders as well as members of the administration. So just in the last five months, I've been on more than 40 Zoom calls with individual members of Congress. They're great opportunities. You know, if they're if you can't see them in person, the fact that you can see them face to face on a video call, along with other franchisors and franchisees, and depending on who it is, we quickly activate franchisees in that congressman or senator's district, congressperson or senator's district, and have really good. So there's been more than 40 of those Zoom calls with members of Congress. And then because I'm in leadership of the IFA, very often that gets to be with leadership in Congress. And then uh, have been to D.C. a couple times in person during the pandemic, uh, had the opportunity to be in a room face-to-face with all kinds of social distancing with uh, Deputy, Sec- Deputy Secretary of Labor uh, Pazella, and then also face-to-face with great social distancing in a room with Secretary of the Treasury Mnuchin talking about how to craft uh, the next stimulus package to really help small businesses. So um, I'm blessed that I have a great government relations team at the IFA who then calls on whether it's me, other franchisors, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of franchisees to tell their personal stories to uh, our government leaders. Right. And um, if we could talk a little more about kind of your career, um, both with Fast Signs and in general, you're quite the prolific uh, awards winner, as well as being a CEO of Fast Signs, where you've won the the Bonnie Levine Award from the IFA, the Fan of the Year Award. You've also been you know recognized as the most admired CEO. Um, and I was curious how it feels to, after such a prolific career in the franchise world, how it feels to be recognized for that. Um, and also kind of what are the main tidbits of advice that you would give emerging entrepreneurs who look at your career and look at how successful you've been and want to follow in your footsteps? Well, I'm I'm truly honored to get recognition and to get awards, but I think those are byproducts of really caring and working hard and byproducts of excellence. So um, since my, I'm going to say late 20s, early 30s, I got to a place where personally I became passionate about making a positive difference in other people's lives. It's like, I feel like that's part of my calling. And one of the real blessings of being in franchising is I get to do that at work. I also get to do that personally in other endeavors. But, you know, I have helped thousands of people get in business for themselves, but not by themselves to be able to create wealth for their families, generate economic output, create jobs in their local market. So that in and of itself is just so rewarding to me, right? So I'm passionate about making a difference and being in franchising helps me do that. Being in leadership at the IFA helps me do that too. And I just love making a difference. And so I think there's that that passion that drives me. It gives me energy. And then I'm also personally committed to excellence. I want to do things very, very well. Now, I try not to let perfectionism get in the way of progress, but I really am committed to excellence. And so if I was to give advice to to someone in in franchising, whether uh, you're a franchisor or a franchisee, I'd say, you know, understand the best practices. So if it's a a franchisee that that I'm mentoring or talking to, it's like, what are the best practices to drive the growth of whatever brand you're in? Uh, If it's a franchisor, what are the best practices in franchising? And we've talked a little bit about those at the beginning of our conversation today. And I just think, you know, become 
excellent at those best practices, read about them, study them, talk to others who do well. And then I'm a huge believer in developing leadership skills. Um, if you want to be an expert in anything, read five books on the subject, because rarely are you going to come in contact with another person that has read six books on the subject, right? So if you want to succeed in your career, understand the industry and what it takes to be successful in that industry. So that could be signs, it could be fast food, it could be childcare, right? There's that. And then there's really develop your leader skills, leadership skills, become someone that people want to work for, that people want to follow, which it doesn't mean being a dictator, right? It means finding a way to motivate people to do the things to fulfill the company's goals and objectives. So those two things, master best practices for your industry, develop leadership skills. And I think that uh, anybody that does that is going to have a great career. Yeah. And um, part of you know, hold, upholding those best practices surely also includes being dynamic and adaptable, especially when you encounter, you know, a year like this, which is totally out of the blue, but everyone's just had to deal with. Um, and I wondered whether you'd be able to talk a little about the the ways in which Fast Signs has adapted um, or changed over the past six months, if at all, or whether the brand has managed to kind of continue as is and has uh, reaped the rewards of that. Well, we uh, I think we benefited first from having a great strategic direction, being positioned well, but that really started years ago, right? We keep building on the great foundation. Um, we we started, I started, uh, you know, hearing, reading articles, watching the news literally in January and started to know something was going to happen, something was going to break. So in February, I said to the team, there's a chance that our franchisees are going to have to work remote. There's a chance that we're going to work remote. And, and, and I understand you're from the UK. And certainly the pandemic hit Europe before it hit the US. We might have been a little distracted mm. by other things going on in our country in the time at that time. But so in early February, I was saying to the team, we need to put the, the training and the best practices together so our franchisees can run their businesses with as many people remote as possible. We're blessed in that a couple of years ago, we made the decision to implement G Suite. So every single one of our locations has every component of the Google Suite, whether we're talking about video conferencing, chat, all that kinds of stuff, right? In, in including mail and calendar, right? So real great, powerful robustness. So we put all that training together. And I had some people saying, you're out of your mind. What do you think is going to go on? What, why are you being so reactionary? I said, just get it done. Better to be early and wrong than late and right. Um, and likewise, yeah. we got this entire company ready to work remote, which mean, meant we bought a lot of additional pieces of laptops because many of our employees worked on desktops. We bought a lot of monitors. We bought a lot of cameras and microphones so that when it was time to go remote, we were able to. Um, we started, uh, so that middle weekend in March where the U.S. economy started to be shut down, I got to work on the Monday and I could feel the angst in the business. I, could, I walked into the office, I could feel people were down. And so I said, everybody, let's get uh, in the, the biggest room we have, 930. And what I said is, guys, yes, this is a challenging time, but we know what we need to do to get through this. We'll figure out what we need to do to get through this. The most important thing for us to do is expect the best, prepare for the worst, 
and capitalize on what comes. And just in a 20 minute conversation with the entire team, I had about 90 people in that room, the energy changed, the energy became positive. I then said to myself, if my team is feeling that franchisees are, I walked right into our little studio here and ad-libbed a 13, 15 minute video, giving that same words to our franchisees. We also that week, and we turned that video around in an hour and a half, right? Just, mm. and it was out to the franchisees. And that week we started a weekly, what we call connect with Catherine video conference call. We call it connect with Catherine just cause it, you know, two C's, it sounds cute, but literally it was video conferencing with our franchisees once a week. And so we then taught them how to be deemed an essential business. So we were very effective in the U S less effective in the UK, in part because the UK government made some of those decisions based on the kind of real estate the business was located in. But we taught our franchisees how to be essential businesses because originally when the federal government came out with their list of what's essential, sign companies were not on it. We had many, many franchisees get audited by state health authorities and things like that. And when they pulled out their file folder that had letters from each of their essential customers saying how critical they were for the need to quickly change signage as things were changing quickly, every single one of those people that were inspected passed inspection. So that was very, very important. We quickly created artwork so that franchisees did not need to for safety signage and social distancing signage. We also then, because the same equipment that cuts plastic for signage can cut acrylic for things like intubation boxes and intubation shields, we started providing those to hospitals and medical centers. Then we got into creating safety shields and acrylic dividers so that around a cash wrap at a store or in offices, there's that, that safety, if you will, of that barrier. Um, we started, I did motivational videos every single week and about five or six weeks. And every time I did those, I sent it to the IFA and said, use this however you want. So they would put the fast signs motivational videos in the member section. And then they said, would you do that for the IFA? So about five weeks into this, I started doing both a fast signs and an IFA motivational video. We, in those weekly uh, connect with Catherine's, we taught our franchisees about all the new laws, the uh, Families First Coronavirus Response Act, the CARES Act about PPP loans, how to do all of that stuff, how to comply with the law. We very quickly sat up, uh, stood up a site called prepared.fastsigns.com that you can only get to if you're on your at fastsigns.com email address. And we just loaded it with all kinds of assets and information and how-to guides and all things like that. Then we set up a COVID success at fastsigns.com. We set up an email, COVID success at fastsigns.com. And we said to franchisees, send in your success stories. So then we created this flywheel of enthusiasm and, and motivation. Franchisees would send in success stories about huge orders they got from a hospital or a food bank or a grocery store or a medical center and how they did it. Then in that weekly connect with Catherine, I would give that franchisee credit and tell how they got that order. So then we every week had more and more examples of, of success stories coming in. And then you get the success story of the franchisee that called on the school district to sell graduation signs since 
high schools and colleges couldn't have graduations. Instead, you could give recognition in the front lawns for all those seniors from high school who were graduating. So then you share that success story about, you know, calling on the school district and getting a, you know, a $9,000 order to do, you know, a huge number of graduation signs. And then some started personalizing it with the name and the photo of the student, right? And now the value of those orders goes up and it even helps that student feel even more proud and success. So that got this whole flywheel going. Um, I even hired a, uh, a therapist who specializes in grief counseling to do a webinar on handling the stress of the pandemic and how to grieve and appropriately get through that stress so that you can be healthy mentally um, through the pandemic. And then not until July did we switch to an every other week cadence on the Connect with Catherine conference calls because we'd really gotten through the worst part. And then in uh, August, we went to an every three week cadence. Now the Connect with Catherine conference calls, I've been doing every six to eight weeks for 11 and a half years, but this was a time where we needed to change the cadence and do it every single week. And I will tell you, you know, one of the motivational videos I did was about courage and how courage gives you strength and gives you energy. And I found that to be true because never did I think in my life I could work 15, 16 hour days, seven days a week, week after week after week after week and not get exhausted. And that came from the courage of knowing I needed to make a difference, whether that's making a difference for Fast Signs International franchisees or making a difference for everybody in franchising for the IFA. It just gave me this energy. It was amazing. So we did a lot of pivoting, a lot of new products and services, a lot of training for our franchisees. And, you know, thankfully, uh, both uh, July and August, what we call comp sales, comparative sales or same center sales are above last year. And uh, we think that's a huge success in this crazy time. Yeah. So it sounds like, be, you know, the preparedness of recognizing back in February that this wasn't just going to go away. This was a big deal, um, really allowed you guys to mobilize and make the most of a, a real tricky situation. Um, and it's good to hear that's also paid off, you know, in terms of the, the numbers coming in. Um, and in terms of the the YouTube channel, the Fast Signs YouTube channel and the the videos you said you, you post on there, I noticed it been, you know, the channel itself has been highly active in the last four months, not just with your um, consistent vlogs, but also other informational content. Um, and I was wondering how how important you think it is for a, a leading figure like a CEO such as yourself to um, remain both visible and contactable during times of crisis? You know, do you think that that kind of... Um, transparency uh, from the top down has contributed towards the Fast Signs brand being able to navigate the way it has? That's a great question. I'm a big believer that one of the most important roles any leader, CEO or president can fulfill is being the cheerleader and that positive um, visionary that gets people through the tough times. In easy times, leadership is easy. In tough times, leadership is really tough and requires more energy and more focus. Um, so I think that that's very important. I think the fact that my franchisees at Fast Signs are getting a weekly motivational video helps. And I get 
I get messages and emails from franchisees thanking them. And so one will be particularly moved by the concept of grit and somebody else will be really moved by the positive, by the message about a positive mindset and how to create it. But I truly believe that I'm making a difference for my franchisees by being visible, by being there, by talking to them, whether it's uh, the, the videos that we do post on the YouTube channel after I send them to my franchisees or the regular cadence of connect with Catherine conference calls. And, you know, there's also those weekend phone calls where someone's really down and you, you, you coach them and you give them that personal pep talk. And not only am I doing that, my entire leadership and management team is, and our business consultants and marketing services managers are, um, we are touching our franchisees more frequently than we ever have before. We use Ring Central, which uses Zoom video as the platform. We are having video conversations with franchisees. Every single member of our uh, franchisee facing team is doing that multiple times a day because we know being seen makes a difference. And when you catch somebody when they're down and give them that pep talk and you give them the three things they should focus on, it makes a difference for them personally. Yeah, no, it's really great to hear. Um, the The last thing I want to speak to you about, Catherine, is back in um, 2017, I came across an interview in which you said that you wanted to quadruple the size of Fast Times, Fast Signs rather, which at the time was 660 uh, locations in nine countries, and the eventual goal being two and a half thousand locations in 25 countries. Um, and I imagine obviously this year has maybe uh, impacted that growth slightly, but I was wondering what is that ambitious goal still at the forefront of your um, your ideas behind Fast Signs development and how do you plan on achieving that growth in the years to come? Well, I'm a big believer that one should always set really big, audacious goals, right? right. And while we may never get to 2,500 locations, I'll tell you that we are still increasing the number of locations during the pandemic. We have still been selling franchises because candidates have seen how we can pivot and be successful in a pandemic. We are opening franchises in the pandemic. So we are still growing uh, through this entire pandemic. Um, we had three closings and one of those closings changed their mind and reopened. So you get to two and in both of those, we were able to find another franchisee to, to take it over. So that's pretty impressive with well over 750 locations worldwide. So, you know, how do we grow this brand? We grow it two ways. We grow it by getting more locations and we're going to continue to um, fill the open markets in the US, Canada, UK, the places that we already are. Uh, and we're going to grow in additional countries. Uh, and so you're going to see um, our first location in the Dominican Republic opens this month because it's September now, opens this month. Um, we're about to get uh, our first franchise sale in Spain. So we're we're going to make that kind of progress. Now, will, will this slow down the growth? I think the pandemic will slow down the growth, uh, but I, we're going to continue to grow. Um, and we're also going to grow by increasing the sales volume in each and every location. So we got two ways to grow that Fast Signs brand and we're going to continue to do it. Great. No, it's really great to hear. There's a lot of growth on the horizon. Um, well, thank you very much for your time today, Catherine. It's been really great speaking with you, both about your career and also the Fast Signs brand as a whole. And uh, yeah, excited to see what's next for you guys. Well, Kieran, it has really been fun and uh, really appreciate you uh, inviting me to be on your podcast. 
Hearing about the countless positives of being a workaholic isn't something that you come across every day, but Catherine's prolific career has clearly been driven by an unwavering work ethic and a dedication to both her own reputation and the Far Signs Network's success. As she described, Farsigns has actioned countless safety measures and adaptations to stay afloat during the past few months, and the fact that the brand has only had two closures is nothing short of extraordinary. They must be doing something right, and it seems like Monson's leadership has a lot to do with that. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. How important do you think transparent and supportive leadership is, especially during a time of crisis? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.